Hello and welcome to the RevX podcast. This is the first episode of our new ongoing series called Voices that uh, sits down with various people who are performers who are, or who are interested in being performers and talking to them about their voice through performance and their, you know, their personal opinions and their background and maybe their political and other kinds of opinions. So just whatever various different ways that the word voice means. And this is the first episode. Um, and this one is with our special guest, Jack Quinnell, who is my 12-year-old son. Um, so take a listen and uh, we will have more for you later. So I'm going to ask you a few questions first because the series that this is for in your episode one but i've been thinking about it and recording a little bit for it is called voices and then part of it is um asking questions about using your voice whether a performer or wanting to be a performer whether that be music comedy whatever and then part of the questions are about just your thoughts and opinions um and then uh We'll do a few questions, just kind of generalized stuff that you can ask anything serious, funny, whatever, and we'll go back and forth with that stuff at the end. Word? Word. All right. Um, so why don't you tell everybody your name, where you're from, who you are, a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Jack. I'm from a place, and uh, I like sausage. I'm a pizza. I think at least two of those things are not completely accurate. Which ones? Um, my name. <laughs> and, uh, I don't like sausage on my pizza. I yeah, like I it. you didn't like sausage. What's your, what's your full name? Tell people your full name. Uh, Jack Kevin Smith Cornell. <laughs> I didn't mean that full. I'm 37 years old. I have a wife and three kids. I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. And I'm 12 years old. Uh, Almost 13. Alright. That's not me being an annoying kid. That's dad ass for that. <laughs> you know I'm going to edit stuff like that out, right? <laughs> also, you notice how on so many of the podcasts they always say they're going to edit that out, then they never do? Yeah. They, yeah. Or do they? Well, um, I mean, you want to know. Oh, so... Uh, what was it like when you were younger and you played uh, Patrick on Spongebob? Because you have such a Patrick on Spongebob voice most of your life. You're like, hey, Dad. <laughs> uh, well, um, you see, when I was very young, I had a voice almost identical to Patrick from Spongebob. And uh, so I got... I got paid a lot of money to be Patrick on Spongebob, and uh, it was great, because I was Patrick on Spongebob. I'll do an actual Sponge, uh, Patrick quote. Do you know if you remember any? Who are you people? <laughs> What's Squidward like in real life? Is he really that boring? Uh, no, he's actually, uh, you seen those commercials, The World's Most Interesting Man? Nope. Uh, it's a... It's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Uh, he's, he's that guy. The real one. I remember one of my favorite line reads of, uh, Patrick was when the episode where they were running away and they had one candy bar each and, like, Spongebob pulls him out to give them to him and 
he's like, I got a surprise for you. And Patrick sees him, he's like, rectangles. <laughs> but my, my favorite Squidward joke is SpongeBob just changes his face to look like Squidward, and he goes, Hi, I'm Squidward, and I'm boring. <laughs> but it's SpongeBob doing Squidward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so. My guess is at your age, you haven't done a whole lot of performing in front of people. Have you done any actual performance in front of people, school uh, or anywhere else? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, but you want to, right? You have some things that you would like to do. What kind of things would you like to do if, 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 you know, if you could get over the fear and you had, you know, the talent to do it or whatever, what kind of performances would you be into doing? Probably like comedy and stuff, because comedy is funny. Like sit down comedy? No, because that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> sure it is. It's called television. <laughs> uh, well, I'm talking about... But you said performing in front of people. What, sure. what's, what's the most typical kind of comedy you perform in front Film of people? Film before a live studio audience. TV. Yeah, lots of TV shows are filmed in front of audiences. No, I'm, ta I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about stand-up, my dude. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is you just specify stand-up because comedy could mean yeah. sketch. It could mean improv. There's lots of comedy that's performed in front of people. So, but you're specifically interested in stand-up, right? Yeah. What is it about stand-up you like? Um, I like just like how it's like a monologue, so you don't have to have two people working. You can just do the work, and then also, uh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, what is it that appeals to you about? like being the one that gets to do the monologue is regular conversation more challenging you don't like it or is it just like you just have some stuff to say and you have trouble getting it in edgewise or what uh no none of that because that's lame um <laughs> <laughs> um no i just i just like uh stand-up comedy because like you know you just talking to an audience it's like not a lot of stuff's just like you talking to a large crowd of people so and like talking to them for the sole purpose of making them laugh and I like that um what do you think you need to do to be able to do it uh write jokes <laughs> that's it you'll just write some jokes and then you're a stand up yes <laughs> um who <laughs> Who are, who are, what comedians are inspiring you? Which ones do you think are funny? And you say, man, I would like to do stuff like that. Uh, well, I really like John Mulaney, right? That's what, it, John Mulaney, not Tom Mulaney, right? Yeah, correct. All right. And, uh, who is that other dude? The one dude? Which one? The dude who has a silly voice and talks about, uh, pizza Things. Oh, Mike Birbiglia? Uh, yeah, Mark, Mike Birbiglia. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was someone else that you mentioned that you really liked. You got his book last time we hung out? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Bo Burnham. I think he's hilarious. Sweet. So you have done some stuff in the past that exists as recordings. You have a song that you made, and then you performed on a couple of songs with me. Do you remember those? What do you think about them? I do remember those, and I think, well, that was just a little thing I did in, like, three hours. <laughs> so I'm not, like, horribly proud of them, but, like, if people, if there's, like, people that like them, then that's cool. 
So we're going to play them right here in the show. So the first one that we'll, we'll play is uh, called Candy Corn. How did Candy Corn come about? Uh, candy Corn, we were just like, uh, him, my dad, he was talking like, yeah, we're going to make a song. And like, uh, Jack, what kind of song would you like to make? Like, there are these types of songs and these types of songs. And I was like, oh, well, I want to make a, uh, a funny song. And I want to make a song that, uh, that's just, like, me talking. And, and he was like, alright. And then I was, and then I was like, uh, and he, he, he said, alright, well, what are you, what are you gonna name it? And I was like, Candy Corn, because of how much everyone hates Candy Corn, but I love Candy Corn. And then that, that's where the idea of it came from. I like the first seven candy corn, and then after that they make me nauseous. But the first seven are really good. Um, the first seven, I like the whole bag of it. So yeah, but do you like the big pumpkin ones better or the little regular corns? I like the big pumpkin ones. They duh, are, they are better. Yeah. Um, and uh, did you write any of that in advance? Have any ideas, or was that all just spontaneous off the top of your head? That was absolutely spontaneous. Like one try. And then, like, there was some editing because I said things weird. And then that was it. Um. Hello, I'm Jack, and this is Candy Corn. Why do why does everyone always think candy corn doesn't taste good? I mean, it does. Just, alright, you wanna, like, walk down to Walmart right now. Go to, like, your candy section in Walmart and grab a bag of candy corn. Titch, like, I don't care if you steal it. Well, I mean, I do, but don't don't steal it. I don't care if you steal it. Just take just take a handful of candy corn and just eat some. It's not that bad. Come on. And you know what else smells like moldy cheese on a Saturday morning? Waking up. Like, it's so hard to just get out of my bed and I have like a really crappy like bed like the bed frame is like bent over so I have to like climb from under the bars and stuff it's really annoying you want to know what else milks a cow's cheese traffic signs why are they so misleading like it says u-turn but it looks like an n why is that huh can you please explain that huh Huh? Oh, you wanna know what else those tiny little baby hands? Donald Trump. I mean, why? What? What's with the wall? It's. Have you not? Have you forgotten about planes? Planes. They can fly over walls. Duh. Oh, and then there's pole vaulters. They can go over a wall too. Oh, and what's with this little like comb over? It's not fooling anyone, seriously. And have you seen him? He's the color of candy corn. My name's Jack. Do you remember the I mean we did the no song, but that was just you repeating yeah. no. 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 No, 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 no. 
no 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 what the heck was that the other one is a Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys, which is even older. It's when I still lived in Tallahassee, so more than that one was more like six years ago. The first, the No song was maybe three or four years ago. Um, oh, so yeah, it would have been late 2013. It would have been December of 2013 is when we did that one. Because I remember, because I just literally redid that album um, this year and re-released it. So um, except for that song, um, do you remember recording the Paul Revere Beastie Boys song? Um, I, I do have memories of it, yeah. Um, what was your MC name when you did that one? Do you remember? Um, I was, uh, I was Jay Fire, because my name is Jack, and Fire is cool. <laughs> Isn't it hot? Uh, shut up, loser. <laughs> now... Here's a little story I got to tell about three bad brothers you know so well. It started way back in history with Webhead and me, MC Glee. Been out a little horsey named Paul Revere. Just me and my horsey and a quart of beer. Riding across the land, kicking up sand. Sure, foxes on my tail because I'm in demand. One lonely cute dog I beat. All by myself without nobody. The sun is beating down on my baseball hat. The air's getting hot, the beer's getting flat. Looking for a girl, I ran into a guy. His name is Jay Fire, I said howdy, he said hi. His voice was hoarse and still was dry, he asked me for a zip. He said, Can I get some? I said you can't get none. Had just run, pulled out his shotgun, quick on the draw. I thought it'd be dead. He put the gun to my head and this is what he said. My name is Dan Fire, I got a license to kill. I think you know what time it is, it's time to get ill. Now what do we have here? An outlaw and his beer. I run this land, do you understand? Do I make myself clear? He stepped into the wind, he had a gun, I had a grin. You think the story's over, but it's ready to begin. Six hours and we hit the spot. 
The beef was a bumpin' and the gillies was hot. This dude was staring like he knows who we are. So we took the empty spot after him at the bar. Jay fire. Yeah, yo, you know this kid. I said I didn't, but I know he did. The kid said, get ready. This ain't funny. My name is Webhead, and I'm about to get money. He pulled out the jammy, aimed it at the sky. He yelled, pick him up, and went to fly. Hands went up and people hit the floor. He wasted two kids who ran for the door. I'm Webhead. I get respect. You're catching your jewelry is what I expect. The fire was with it, and he's my ace. So I grab the field player, and I push him in the face. Piano player stopped. The music stopped. This boy got beef, and he got dropped. Webhead grabbed the money. The fire snatched the gold. I grabbed two girlies and a beer that's cold. If you could make someone you know less ignorant about one thing, who would you pick and what would it be? I don't know, probably make Trump way less ignorant about politics, because he is ignorant about politics. I would make Wayne LaPierre less ignorant about the effect that his words have on people. Wayne LaPierre is the leader of the NRA. If you could forever eliminate one specific type of prejudice from the earth, which would it be? Uh, just based on population size, I'd go with sexism. Because that's, ha- that's the most people that are affected by prejudice is women. So That would make sense. Yeah. I don't know, probably, uh, probably that too, because it's been around really long and it's affected a lot of people, you know. And, you know, when people think of prejudice, racism is, like, one of the first to pop to mind. So it's like, oh, yeah, we got to stop that one. If you had to name the hardest position to play in sports, what would you say it is? Um, hardest position to play in sports? I think, uh, I don't know, maybe just quarterbacks up there. Because, you know, everyone's on you. Everyone on the other team is either is either going for you or your teammates so you know all of your options are very scarce most of the time and uh, that's probably why it's so popular you know because like I'm the quarterback I'm a cool guy because you know it's so hard to be a quarterback yeah I was gonna go with a goalie because you're kind of like by yourself back there. Yeah. And everybody, when they get there, has an adrenaline rush when they see it, they have a chance. And so they're doing their, like their hardest kick ever. And that ball hits you in the face or something, it hurts. But also, you got no help. Even yeah. if your defenders are getting back in time, they're usually backpedaling or they're off balance or the, the ball's gotten that close. So with the defender, you're in trouble already. So I, mm-hmm. goalie, I would never want to play goalie. Okay. <laughs> if you could live the life of any fictional character, which character would it be? Superman. Because okay. it's super easy. Well, I mean, you, Nothing really bad can happen. You get to do all the fun stuff and nothing really bad can happen to you. I mean, kryptonite. Yeah. But outside of that, and I guess magic. He's a little susceptible to magic, but you could kind of do whatever. You could fly, you can go into space, you could do all kinds of things. So I would, I would say Superman. Yeah, but it's like a lot you got to worry about, dude. You got to save the world every time. It's like, oh, God, we're all in trouble. We're all going to die. It's like, but Superman can help, and you're like, Fucking do it! I just want to watch Tuesday night television. Yeah, but he's super fast, so he can run out and kill them real quick, and then plus DVR. 
Netflix. That, that is a good point. That's what he Netflix and Jill's gets to do with Lois Lane. So. Good point. I'd probably be uh, from DuckTales, the rich dude. Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, Scrooge, because <laughs> I want to be really fucking rich. <laughs> you want to swim around in the coins? Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> if you had to name your greatest accomplishment so far in life, what would you say it was? I said being the sexiest motherfucker on this planet. Because <laughs> uh, that's not a, not an easy thing to do. Uh, no, but a real answer... Um, Greatest accomplishment, making it through sixth grade. I'll just go with the obvious one is that I had um, some of my writing inducted into the Library of Congress as a notable. I like I so in two thousand and eight at the Democratic National Convention, mm-hmm. they embedded blogger one blogger from each state with the state delegation, which means you got a floor pass and you got to be at the convention every day and in the whole thing if you wanted to. So rather than do that and be there the whole thing by myself, what I did was I brought a team of nine people. We raised money and we took people to go to Denver and we covered all the stuff around there. We did video, we did, you know, interviews, we did uh, like articles, everything. And uh, afterwards, without us submitting or anything, the Library of Congress sent me a letter and said, your work has been inducted into the Library of Congress as a notable record of a historical event. And so that was like, pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That are yeah. you know obviously working for the most important labor organization in the history of the planet as their senior writer. That's a pretty big one too. So yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Right. Neato. <laughs> um, I think this is the last one of the big uh, book. If you could have the answer to any question, what would you ask? What's the surefire way to get Hollywood to fund a movie project that you want to do? Yeah, because that is a passion of yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would ask, uh, what's the what's the easiest way to get successful? Because I want to be successful and I want to... I can answer that work. one for you. The correct answer is get shit done. And I mean that literally. That people are successful aren't necessarily the most talented or smartest people. They're the people that show up and they're the people that do the work. Because if you should... Like, someone that's smarter than you, if they're absent and you step in and do the work instead, next time the people are going to rely on you and then the person who didn't show up. So always show up and always get the work done. Get work done that you don't want to do because when people rely on you for that stuff, then you'll they'll start relying on you for bigger and more important stuff. Okay, well, I'm lazy, so I don't want to do that, so I'd probably ask how to end world hunger. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well you, yeah, you're allowed to be lazy as a teenager and then not yeah. after that because yeah. you, you just can't be lazy in the real world you have times that you can be lazy but yeah you gotta get shit done if you could have studied one subject in school that you didn't or that wasn't offered what would it be how to spend your money good because I'm worried about that yeah and no, they don't really offer those classes very well and it's important yeah, yeah. I'm bad at it I'd probably say cinematography the writing stuff I did take classes and learn stuff and acting and other stuff I got that stuff but like Learning how to really use a camera type of thing is big deal. The last one was the last one of the books. This is the first one of the book. If you were guaranteed one wish, what would it be? Everlasting but healthy life. Nice. I'm going to live forever, but not if I'm going to be like in a coma or like walking around with a cane and I can't even do anything. So yeah, I'd have to be healthy and be able to still participate. Like I would be um, a vampire if it was possible. I mean, I kind of disagree with everlasting life because like. Wouldn't it get boring after a while? There's always new people and new stuff to do. 
new well, music to hear and new movies to watch and new places to there's always new stuff that's true but you can start realize patterns and be like it was the same each time when I'm you're okay tired with that. And yeah wanna I don't think I would stab yourself and die but you can't because yeah. you wish that you couldn't die sure and that does there are stories where the person who lives forever does say that and I really don't think that would happen to me Asperger's pattern thing. I like patterns. They're good. Okay. So I, it's okay. I mean, I disagree, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I probably asked for the ability to do anything I want at any time because that seems awesome. <laughs> you have every superpower ever, first sure. of all. And then you have infinite wishes. So why does no one else ask for that? That's like amazingly good. <laughs> it's it's infinite wishes without infinite wishes. There's like a clause there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that definitely. If you had to name the craziest thing you ever did, what would it be? I can name the stupidest thing I've ever did, which was uh, one time I broke my arm by because I was riding a skateboard wrong and I rolled over a pebble, mm-hmm. and that was pretty stupid because it was like. Like, one arm, like, yeah. going over my shoulder and a leg touching my forehead somehow. Mm-hmm. Don't question it. Um, <laughs> so, and, you know, anyone who's ever ridden a skateboard before knows that pebbles are like the devil. They will ruin you. So, yeah, that, that's probably the stupidest thing. Probably the craziest thing I ever did was accept a job offer in one week move from Tallahassee to Seattle. Just like, oh, you got to be here Sunday. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, it just literally, it was like that. I just decided on the spur because, one, I needed the money, but also, you know, Seattle's a place that I always have a connection with. Like, I have two Seattle-related tattoos, one of which I got in Seattle. And then um, even back, like, early on musically and other stuff, like, I used to wear a Seattle Mariners cap in high school, the baseball cap. Like so, that was like my thing. I just always liked Seattle and something about it. So, okay. um, that's so pretty. That's pretty weird, my dude. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> so that was I did the last, and then I did the first, and I'm trying to do the middle most. So, uh, if you could have born the sa- the child of a famous person no longer living, who would you choose? The last ones were very broad. This one's incredibly specific. Well, since I can't actually bear children, I'm going to go with the woman. <laughs> and she would obviously have to have done the bearing. But um, Meryl Streep. She's like all-time greatest actress and maybe one of the greatest people ever. And she's never done, as far as we can tell, anything wrong. And always is nice to everybody and always treats everything well. So, like, she would be, like, produce both an amazingly smart and talented kid, but also would also teach that kid better than I would, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about Meryl Streep? I would go with uh, Will Will Smith's wife if she were dead because then I would have Janet Smith, the mean lord, as my son, and that would be awesome. <laughs> but, uh, no, in actual... <laughs> All right. In actual prison that's dead, probably... Uh, I don't know who is uh, who is Billy Mays' dad, because, <laughs> like I said, meme lord. <laughs> if you had to pick the TV personality you were most in love with as a kid, who would it be? Uh, 
Well, I am a kid, so, uh, and the TV personality I'm most in love with is Chris Pratt. <laughs> I'm not gay. It's just, damn, look at those arms. <laughs> Mm. It would have been funnier if you said, damn, look at those guns. <laughs> um, I was always a big fan of Joe on the Facts of Life. And I know you don't know that story. Yeah. Um, but Joe was, so it was like the little private, uh, all the girls lived with the, they were all, I guess, orphans or whatever. And they lived together in the house with the, the mom or the fake mom or whatever. She wasn't their mom. She wasn't a fake mom. She was like watching over them. And then... Um, Joe was kind of the J-O, and it was she was the tomboy. Like, she would work on cars and play sports and stuff like that. And so she I always thought she was much more interesting than the others, so. Nerd. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you could uh, realize a dream that you have had while asleep, what dream would you pick? Like, it'd become real life? Yeah, real life. So, like, I have this recurring thing. It happens maybe three to four times a week where I dream about being in a house and trying to move and trying to get all the boxes out on the truck before it's too late and there's a late fee on the truck. And none of these times, you guys are there and then whoever I'm dating is usually in the dream and nobody's helping me. A couple of times there are actually bad guys that came in the house and started fights and stuff, but, like, I can never get the goddamn truck loaded. So I've been dreaming about loading this truck <laughs> for like 10 years and I'm so annoyed with this dream because it always ends before the truck's loaded. So I want to have that dream in real life so I can finish loading the freaking truck. <laughs> I mean, that's probably representative of something, but I'm not like... I'm oh, not it's because it. I've never lived more than two years in one place. Uh, my entire life. Maybe one place ever I lived more than two years. So I, I move all the time. So oh, that's why I got rid of everything. Remember right. remember at World Away Trail, we had an entire room filled with bookshelves? That's it. There's that, and I've got one shelf at work with books. I got rid of everything else, all those movies, all that everything. So I got rid of everything because moving is a freaking nightmare, especially when you do it every year or two. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> so um, I would probably, like, I there's this really, really old dream of mine. Like, uh, it's when it's when you were still living in Tallahassee and, like, we would switch mm -hmm. every few days. And uh, one time when I was sleeping at your place, I had this dream that I had got in this spaceship and got into space and stuff. But there was also, like, on Earth, which is where most of it took place, there's, like, this, like, field of just pebbles, right? And I was standing on the pebbles. And there was, like, a lawnmower or something, like some steamroller, like, about to crush me. And then just this dude just pushed me down under <laughs> with the pebbles. <laughs> I don't know. And then, and and then we went to, yeah, and then we went to space and it was awesome. And I remember coming back down the spaceship and I was like, oh man, I don't want to be over. And then, and then we landed, we got out, and then I woke up. <laughs> I remember that like so vividly. So I would realize that because I want to be on a spaceship, my boy, and get buried under pebbles. All right, that's valid. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have kept a detailed diary of one period of your life so that you could now reread it, what period would it be from? It would probably be from uh, when I was, like, really young. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you and our mom were still together and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, because, like, I can barely remember any of that stuff and, like... Yeah. I want to be able to remember it, so probably that. Hmm. That's valid. Um, for me, it would be college. Like, because I did all this 
crazy interesting stuff and a lot of it would be fun and fit into other stuff but like you know um i was student body president as a freshman and editor of the newspaper as a sophomore and all this stuff so all this interesting stuff was going on and i was just zooming through it and didn't have time to keep track of it all and so um that would be interesting to read now yeah if you could ask god any single question what would it be I was trying to think. There's got to be some question about something that I lost, and I really don't know what the fuck happened to it, and I really wish I could find it. Yeah. And just ask And you really God wish you could was. find what that is that, in that your brain? <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like, where is it? What happened to it? Or like something like that. I can't remember like off the top of my head. I'd have to think about it seriously before committing, but something yeah. like that. Um, I'd be like, uh, God... Was through poverty and suffering and all that. Because if he did create man and stuff, that's his fault. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. If you had to name the grossest thing you have ever put in your mouth, what would it be? You know what a green bean and cheese casserole is? Disgusting. And I put (laughs) it in my mouth and every time I eat it, I gag so that. It's It's so gross. Uh. For me, so there was, back when, uh, so I don't think many people do this now, but back in the day before modern stuff, when people would cook something like bacon or something with grease in it, they would drain the grease into a jar and keep it so they could use it to cook other stuff in instead of buying oil and stuff because it wasn't around. So grease would be reused and stuff like that. So one day I went to the refrigerator and there was a apple juice bottle in there and I grabbed the apple juice bottle and took a big fucking swig and it was all old congealed grease oh, and I was God. drinking it. It was the worst thing I've ever tasted oh, ever. It's so gross. That the one other thing I tried like out of that fridge, like same house uh, back in the day and as I went in there one time and um my mom had apparently made a bloody mary the night before, which is an alcoholic drink mm-hmm. based on tomatoes. And I even then hated the taste of tomatoes, but I tasted it just to do it. And my mom, for whatever reason, made them very strong at that point. So I had this really strong taste of tomatoes and alcohol when I was like 10 or something. It was disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah pretty gross. <laughs> um, if you could leave a time capsule the size of a microwave oven to be found centuries from now, what would you put inside it? Um... I mean, it would have to be books. I'd have to do, like, an actual committee yeah. and select the most important books with information both on what happened and stuff and how to do stuff so that it, there would be... That would be saved yeah. for the future. And uh, remember, a microwave oven, not a toaster oven. <laughs> right, so i get more of the books. Yeah, so <laughs> it'd just be, yeah. What about you? Um, I don't know. I'd probably put... I don't know, something, something like scientifically important. Like, I'd probably put, there are, of course, things for this, like messages, digital messages and stuff, but I'd probably put a thing that, like, shows the shape of humanity and stuff, first of all, Mm -hmm. and shows what the world looks like, like a big map of the world, and what it looked like a while ago, to be like, it changed like this, what is it now? Mm -hmm. Um... And then probably, probably what our society looks like currently. And maybe if there's enough space, just cram a dictionary in there. 
I, I think it'd be one of the books would have to be like an art book too, so we don't lose all the art as well. Yeah, something like that. Oh, the dictionary was to preserve English. I think this. Sure. Yeah. If you could have the autograph of any athlete, whose would it be? I guess uh, Michael Jordan, cause he's cool. Yeah. And, and he's good at basketball. He's the best. And then, like, if I'm For like, now. hey, Although look actually, at this autograph I got, yeah. fellow kids, <laughs> I'm cool. And they'd be like, yo, dude, I'll pay, like, $20 billion for that. And I'm like, well, now I got $20 billion. Yeah, that's probably a little more than pe- most people would pay for it. I'd pay $20 <laughs> billion for it because then I could be like, hey, look. And then I got $20 billion for it, so. No, you could get paid $20 billion for it, but paying $20 billion for it would be a pretty bad idea. Um, i pay Nineteen billion nine 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 and nine and nine. Still a bad number. You can get it for a lot less. I He's still alive. He can just sign mm-hmm. one for free for right now. It literally costs him nothing. So paying that much for it would be a terrible amount. But what I could also do is <laughs> <laughs> pay him twenty billion dollars. <laughs> so that that way, I could get rid of twenty billion dollars just to open up my wallet. You know. <laughs> Looking around $20 billion your whole life. Is so you'd rather just thing. have spent $20 billion rather than actually have it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to spend the $20 billion. I'm going to get the autograph. I'm going to be like, hey, kids, autograph. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, take my $20 billion for that <laughs> autograph. And I'm going I'm to trick them. <laughs> I'm going to give them a fake autograph. I'm going to give them a photocopy of the autograph. And mm-hmm. I'm going to take the $20 billion, take the photocopy just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then sell the real one to charity. <laughs> I think there might be a few flaws in your plan. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Um, I would go with uh, Jackie Robinson. All right. For obvious reasons. Jack. Yeah. I know I was named after him. Uh, dad. Who do you think you were named after? Daddy Robinson. <laughs> my, my dad. Yeah. All right. Um... Uh, if you just learned that tomorrow morning you were to be permanently exiled from your country and could take just three things with you, what would they be? Um, Samara. (laughs) Enough money to pay for passports and travel for you guys. And some more money. To be able to learn whatever language of whatever country I have to go to, <laughs> I would. I guess if I had, if I were exiled, I'd probably, and I was going with somewhere, I'd probably end up in Israel. Yeah, because she's li- lived or not lived there, but she has family there and has visited a bunch of times, and so that would be easy to transition. You just got to watch out for bombs and stuff. I would take my passport, my wallet, and my shoes. All right. You know, because you need wallets those. there. <laughs> I I know, but passport, wallet, shoes. Yeah. If you were to be killed by an animal, what kind would you want it to be? I want it to be like an animal, you know, that like, if he's, if I'm killed by it, they're going to think, oh, well, it took that to kill him. So probably a penguin. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> um, did you ever see the movie The Mist? Uh, no. Okay. So it would have to be, so like, or I guess an easier one since the Mist things aren't real animals, they're fictional. Um, so like... A brontosaurus. Yeah. 
or a real animal like a brachiosaurus. <laughs> so you want to you want to like see nature? Like... No, no, I just want it to step on my head and crush me instantly, so I'd die like that. Uh. There'd be no pain or anything because its foot would be bigger than me and it would crush me into the ground and I would die instantly and there'd be no pain. Yeah, or there'd there, be like one there second. There'd be a really... lot of pain with the penguin. Yeah, you would have all the pain ever with a penguin. Weeks, a penguin. Weeks of pain, but a it's penguin. still a penguin. A penguin. All right, you're I good. still died by. A penguin. Um, <laughs> and that's awesome. That's what life's really about. You could eat one food in any quantity for the rest of your life, of your life, with, with no ill effects whatsoever. What food would you choose? There's a picture for a really tall pie for that one. Bacon-wrapped seafood of various kinds, like... Lobster shrimp. I don't, I don't think you can. I bet I can. I think it's one food. <laughs> no, bacon wrapped is a food. So I'm like a mixed bacon wrapped seafood platter. Forever. If you could eat one food in any quantity for the rest of your life. I just gave you. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to pick one in particular, I'd probably go yeah. with uh, lobster, but All bacon right. wrapped lobster would be pretty good. I would do, because you, you got a lot of variation with pizza, because sure. that's just toppings. I'm not, it's not the same as when he was bullshitting me because uh, <laughs> because when it's he did it it's literally exactly the same no when you did yeah. it it was the base of the food me it's the topping <laughs> the bacon wrap isn't the main part of the thing you're eating yeah it is no it's not <laughs> yeah it is bacon wrap bacon lobster. is the main part of everything that it's part of nah bacon's number one ba- I mean bacon's bacon, number one bacon is beautiful I can't eat bacon ever again so Unless I have surgery or something like that. So, if you could rename any sports team, which would you pick and what would you rename it? I'd rename the Washington Redskins to uh, something that racist. We'll pick something. Um, the Washington All Skins. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous equality um so when florida state was originally i would pick florida state when they were originally chosen they were choosing their name they told pulled the students and there was a long list of names that was in there and so i'd say we get rid of seminoles yeah. and replace it with one of the original pulled things from the 1940s and that was the tallywhackers <laughs> <laughs> the Florida State Tallywhackers. Oh my god. No, that's my hometown, dude. <laughs> I know. But it's also got Tally in the name, so. That is true. Also, I don't think Tallywhacker then meant what it means now. Yeah. I don't, they weren't the like the Florida State penises, is not what they were going <laughs> with, but alright, go. <laughs> um uh, if you could keep only one home appliance, which would you keep? Refrigerator. Yeah. Refrigerator. Yeah. I, I need to keep some food cold. Wait, how would you warm it up? Shit. Pantry. Well, you just eat sandwiches and things like that. Pantry's not an appliance, you nut. It's a <laughs> Well, place. now it is, and that's what I would keep, because it's the warm <laughs> things refrigerator. Uh, no. I would keep... Well, I mean, there's, there's things... I, I guess I would keep a microwave that way, you know... Can't have Chef Boyardee without a microwave, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Alright. If you could choose... Oh, if you had to choose the one thing that gives you the most comfort, what would you say? 
I always say, uh, clothes. Because right. not only does it keep your confidence up, <laughs> but also, <laughs> but also it protects you from the horrible elements. Like, uh, if it's horribly snowing outside, you have a big winter coat, which is still clothes. I think I'm going with people. I get, like, my brain, you know, is always on anxiety. All right, fine. I'll, I'll you have have, clothes. You can't change your answer. I'll have clothes and be alone, and you'll be <laughs> naked around a ton of people. I'm going to go ahead and note that, that once place. you get a little bit older, you're going to agree with mine on that one and not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the way you described it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to be around a bunch of wieners. I said people. I didn't say dudes. Yeah, I mean, you can't segregate it, all right, Dad? Well, I mean, sometimes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you already said people. People's very broad, all right? <laughs> and that includes men and women. Yeah, sure. Both. So there's going to be a lot of wieners around you, okay? <laughs> You're just going to have to handle that. Because yeah, that's what your I'm answer okay with was. Doesn't bother me. Okay. Who could be... I mean, if you could be one article of clothing, what would you be, and who would you want to belong to? I would like to be Flavor Flav's clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, all the shit he sees and stuff like that, and all yeah. those performances on stage with all those audiences and stuff, yeah. I want to be Bloomin' Group's turtleneck. <laughs> Bloomin'? Yeah. Did you mean blue man? Yeah. Bloomin'. No, Bloomin'. <laughs> the flower guys. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, blue man groups, uh, black turtlenecks, because, damn, that looks fine. <laughs> Not really. It's just, I don't know. I think it's fun to do all that stuff. Sure. All right. If you had to name the subject you took in school that turned out to be the least useful or worthwhile, what do you think it will be? Because you're not out yet. But yeah, so obviously you don't know what things are going to be useful or not, but which one are you thinking, what class do you think is going to be the least useful? I'm thinking I'm probably not going to have to use a lot of science, you know? Like, what the hell is the mitochondria of the cell knowing what that does and stuff? It's going to help me with making a bacon egg cheese sandwich well, in my home. I mean, you know yeah. If you're, yeah, if, if you're not going in the direction of anything like m- medical school or science yeah. or whatever, then a lot of that stuff isn't going to come in real handy. Having the basic understanding of it helps, though, because it helps you understand what's what's happening around you in the world. Um, and some of the stuff, a lot of science stuff, is much more valuable. You know, like understanding like cooking is science. Oh yeah. And so there's a lot of science that is valuable, but there's a, it also depends on what you do. If you're doing, you know, if you're going to be a baseball player, the only science you probably need is like, you know, geometry and uh, things related to like, you know, what like whatever the science around like how a ball curves when it throws and things like that. So some science is necessary at everything, but um, I don't use much. I use social science, so science about people, not about Mm -hmm. rocks and shit. Funny you say that because we were actually learning about rocks earlier this year. So, I think what so what was my least useful class that I ever took? You know, and I don't want to say that in terms of things like a lot of classes I found were completely useless because I already knew everything in them. And so, you know, like when I took a college English class when I'd already 
passed high school English and there was nothing different. You know what I mean? I won't say it's my least favorite class, but it's the least useful is I took French. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., French isn't particularly uh, helpful. Other than, like, I took it because my dad spoke French, but um, we never spoke that much, and it never came in useful after that, other than, like, hey, I know what they said in that subtitled movie. <laughs> Vondra D, indeed. Vondra D, indeed. That sounds like a really, like... Vondra D is Saturday. <laughs> like, you know, exotic version of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, it's just Saturday. So it could be. Indeed. No, Vondredi with a V. I know. All right. If you had to call the worst date you've ever been on, which one was it? Worst date? Yeah, I can't answer this. Um. Because I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do the one on top. <laughs> so the worst date I went to, I was working at FSU in the, the food service area. I was a manager at the, they had a, rallies in there at one point mm-hmm. and I was manager there and so as I, I like I'd be in there every day wearing my tie and everything and I was young and skinny and like had hair and everything and so like yeah. uh, when I you'd meet people there like managers meet women especially out of college or whatever and I met this woman and um, it was a football game day and she just walked up to me and gave me her name and phone number on a piece of paper and then walked off and I was like alright and then I called her <laughs> we went on a date and we had literally nothing in common we went to a movie we didn't have anything to say to each other. We just walked the movie, and then we just left, and that was like, that was that. It was just the boring thing, and we just literally didn't hardly talk at all the entire time. So it was just mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, so uh, ladies, even though you may think he's cute, I don't know the rest of the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I... I realize I can't really answer that question for myself, so I'm just going to do the one right above it. Um, if you could break one current world sports record, which one would it be? Um, I'd probably break uh, most uh, three-pointers three in a minute. Okay. Because uh, that seems pretty difficult to beat. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to answer that one, too, though. And, you know, it would be pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I would like to break the record for when the skateboarders, mm-hmm. they're on the, the big, you know, the big, big thing, and they go yeah. down, and they jump up, and they do the spins. Yeah. Like that. I would like to do the, the biggest jump with the most spins, like above Tony Hawk and all those guys, whatever the most spins they did. I would die even practicing it. But <laughs> I would like to be able to do it. Like, that stuff is so mm-hmm. interesting to me. And they're doing that with, like, almost nothing to protect them. And they're doing it with, like, no extra gear, just wheels and gravity. And that's amazing yeah. to me. And it's scary as crap. <laughs> I mean, but, they know even if they miss the skateboard, how to land. Yeah, but they also, every single one of them breaks stuff almost every year. Oh, yeah, of course. So, so they're not, they don't know that well how to land. They know how to not die. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... I have a little bit higher standard than that, than not dying. I would like to mm-hmm. also not be in pain. So I'm yeah. never going to have that record, obviously. All right. If you were paid to write a new book on any subject you wish, what would it be about? Um, I write a book on... What's the best cereal? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you could write that book now. You just go around and test them all out and then write about it. <laughs> I guess I'd write a book... like. 
this have to be something I already know Any, about? Anything. Or, right, anything. So I don't have to know about. All right, I guess I write a book on how to do stand-up comedy because you know a lot of people really like doing stand-up comedy and you know like the best person who could ever do stand-up comedy probably hasn't done it just because they have no idea how to get started in it so okay. i write that and help people sure you know? um and also i want some new weird obscure stand-up comedy yeah that's valid um Considering that I actually write books and I've written some and I'm writing more, um, something new though, which so that means if I say it, it's probably going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um, so actually I do have one in mind and it's an interesting. So there's like, I think that currently we're in a, a next evolution and a new golden age for hip hop. Like, the golden age is usually considered, the, the golden age of hip-hop is considered to be, like, 88 to 94-ish. So, like, when Rakim and a couple other guys came in with long, multi-syllabic rhymes that they really focused on making sure that each syllable was on the beat, it changed it and made it more musical and more rhythmic. And then up through, like, when Biggie and Tupac died. So, it's like that period is considered to be the first golden age of rap. And then after that, it got really too poppy and too gangsta and too focused on like the same topics over and over and over again for about a decade or so and then Kanye and Drake and a couple other people started really rapping about completely different stuff and you're like wait you can't rap about that and then all of a sudden you could rap about that now everybody following along because those are two the two most successful rappers not named Jay-Z and Eminem in America so, and Kanye's more successful than any of them because he makes a bunch of music for other people, too, as a producer. Yeah. Jay-Z's more successful as a businessman. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Mm. Um, and his, like, so he's, he's learned how to turn Jay-Z into a worldwide brand with, you know, he's made a billion dollars in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and not many people are better, but Kanye and Drake had much more, don't do that. Kanye and Drake had much more impact on what music has gone. And I don't really like Drake that much, but his switch from, like, you know, a rapper towards more singy rap stuff has really influenced a ton of stuff, particularly the poppier stuff. And Kanye goes in the direction of doing more weird, out there, interesting stuff every time. Um, And so I'm going to write a book at some point about how we are currently in the new golden age of rap. And there's so much more good stuff being made and so much more diverse stuff being made than ever before. So. All right. Where do babies come from? Um, so they come from a little factory in Idaho. You know, everybody thinks of Idaho yeah. for potatoes, but that's just the one thing they have. No one, they don't like to brag about the baby thing, but there's a little factory there and they construct them mostly out of Legos. Um, and there's this new kind of super glue that once you put it on Legos, it has a Pinocchio effect. So it's Pinocchio yeah. super glue and that transforms them into real children. So that's, that's where they come from. All right. Well, um, I watched the boss baby and, uh, they're just there. They're just in a factory and then they're out of the factory. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's in Idaho. But they're not made out of anything. They're just there. Well, they're just skipping that part. All right. <laughs> Losers. Um, what is your 
favorite thing to spend your time doing? Um, looking at pictures of shirtless Obama, I'd say. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's valid. Um, you and the rest of America. Um, <laughs> Except for Donald Trump. Uh, he what? He looks at a shirtless Bush. No, he looks at shirtless pictures of himself. Remember those, like, have you seen those pictures of those new Trump statues that someone put out in, like, public spaces? It was Trump. He did that on purpose. <laughs> but they're anatomically correct. Very small hands. Um, my, I get the most enjoyment out of being on stage and performing. That's just, that's too much fun. What's your real answer besides Obama? Oh, uh, um... Well, shirtless Obama wasn't a fake answer, but I'm guessing you want one that has to do with other things. So, uh, what was the question? <laughs> what, like, what do you, what, what do you get the most enjoyment out of spending oh, your time? What do I get the most enjoyment out of? Uh, sleeping. <laughs> um, it does sound like you're planning very well for being a stand-up comedian. Just write a few jokes here and there and then sleep the rest of the day. That's, I mean, that is the job description, so good job. I also drink a little bit of orange juice here and there, but that's not really... <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's a side thing. That's a hobby. Yeah. Um, what, at your age, and you're almost 13, at your age, like you're a week away from it, What what's like... What is the thing that, like, oh, my God, I hate having to do this. I never want to do this again. And you have to do it somewhat frequently. Would you be... Yeah, I, th I think you're going for school here. No, that's like, too, too broad. More specific. Oh. Classes. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> I don't know. I guess I gotta walk home every day and, like, my legs kind of get tired. And I'm like, man, it's hot outside, even though it's, like... 32 degrees and I'm like alright well, I just want to stop doing that so you just want to sleep again leading back to that one yes absolutely um for me getting up in the morning so related just like I hate getting up in the morning doesn't matter if I slept 12 hours or 2 hours I do not want to get up and it's going to be difficult so I hate getting up and that's there's a couple of different reasons sinuses and allergies is one of them and just you know it takes a lot to get me to fall asleep because I like my mind is always going yeah. so I have to kind of beat my mind to sleep um, or it won't go to sleep and uh, so once I do I don't ever want to come back out of it like I'm not completely opposed to the idea of a coma <laughs> it's not a terrible no I'm kidding um, alright your turn uh, yeah, I love comas, because it's like being dead without being dead. You know what I'm saying? My guess is that comas are probably a little less fun than we're assuming. I mean, yeah, but like, dude, so many hours of just not being conscious. It's amazing. <laughs> um, no, but... New question. Oh, uh, yeah, new question. Yo... If you could invent a new flavor of ice cream that's already like a, a type of food, what would it be? And, and it's not already a flavor of ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's difficult because ice, like, 
we live in modern times and I live in a big city, so someone's probably already invented most flavors I can think of, but like, um, like those Captain Crunch peanut butter crunch berries. Yeah. Like a peanut butter crunch berry ice cream would probably be pretty awesome. What about you? Um, I would do donut just because, like, think think about it. No, 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 hold on. You think your tiny little brains about this, okay? Walk you into an ice cream shop, you know, you get, like, your chocolate, your strawberry, your vanilla, whatever the hell, and then, and then there's a donut shop right next to it. But wait, there's a donut flavor of ice cream. You just saved 15 minutes with one flavor of ice cream. That's yeah. amazing. But maybe, maybe what you really want though is an ice cream flavored donut. That well, there's so many flavors of ice cream that I don't think there are enough donuts in the world. So. Well, yeah, there are. Well, no, but you know, you know how rare donuts are. <laughs> like, like everyone's been hearing about those donut donut shortages in America. It's just like the bees. It's just like when the bees died, the donuts started dying too. I think it's yeah. related. Yeah. We need the bees to make the donuts. <laughs> They're the only ones willing to do the work. <laughs> oh, so the bees work at Krispy Kreme. Yeah. And We're then... Dunkin' Donuts. Don't be racist. <laughs> Donut racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do like Krispy Kreme's plain donuts better but I like all other donuts better at Dunkin Donuts except for maybe occasionally they have like that like Krispy Kreme will have that one with like the crumbs on the outside a little bit and the yeah. cream filling that one is as good as a flavored donut at the other place but their glaze is just the best yeah so. um I think Krispy Kreme glaze are definitely better but the uh and the uh, the flavors the special, like, crazy flavors that Krispy Kreme does. Like Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts does. Dunkin' Donuts nails that, but, like, for stuff that's, like, uh, you know, just, like, uh, chocolate covered with sprinkles, Krispy Kreme also nails that. Yeah, I don't think Krispy Kreme fails at any donuts. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but then again, neither does Dunkin' Donuts, so. Um, alright. Would you eat a donut, or, not a donut, would you eat ice cream made from a non-sweet thing. So, like, would you eat a bacon ice cream? Uh, yes. But, I'm not sure I would like it. I would eat it. Yeah. I, I think it exists. I think it exists, and I think there's some things like that. I don't think I've tried it, though. I'm not a huge fan of... I have had bacon-wrapped cupcakes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was at an event that where they were give, giving away bacon on everything, and so I have tried stuff. I didn't really care for it. I like my desserts and my savory stuff kept separate. I'm not even a big fan of the pretzels in the ice creams and the candy bars and stuff, because I feel like, get yeah. that salt out of there. Yeah, I... I'm, I'm kind of the same way, but, like, I'm a little more lenient, because I'm not picky about anything. Like, you could hand me, like, a plate with, like, dead rat and, like, a little bit of salt on the side. I don't know why it's on the side. Maybe you gotta, like, dip it in the salt. 
but uh, you could you could hand me a plate with a dead rat, and I'd be like, well, is it cooked? And they'd be like, yeah, and I'd be like, all right, we'll take the skin off, and I'll fucking eat it. So if it's like, but if it's like cooked, can you you could pretty much assume that it's dead though, right? So you don't have to call it a dead rat at that point if it's been cooked. No, you have to say dead to clarify because. Um, I would not eat a, a live rat that's been cooked. Because, uh, that is a thing. And you can look it up. A dad. I don't think I will. You should. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Only, only dead rats. Only cooked dead rats. And only skinned cooked dead rats. Alright, yeah. Sort of like chewy with that pork. Uh, I don't know. I've never actually tasted it. Pork tastes like rat, which tastes like chicken. And you love chicken. Pork doesn't taste like chicken? I will guarantee you it tastes like chicken. All birds taste kind of the same. Even turkey and chicken aren't that different. Uh, d different enough to, like, Thanksgiving we don't eat chicken, you know what I'm saying? Some people do. Most people are stupid and they should go to hell. People, um, this may be a little offensive, but people say, uh, Bush did 9-11. Do you agree or disagree? <laughs> Absolutely not. There's no chance that Bush is smart There's enough. There's no chance Bush did not do 9-11, okay? I, I looked in those planes, alright? I saw the footage, okay? There was a little man, and you know who that man was? George Bush. Neck, all the next George Bush speeches is a hologram, okay? <laughs> Wake up, America. Um, yeah, sure. Um, See, I, he agrees. So I think I think Bush did do 9-11, but not George W. Bush. It's Billy Bush, you know, that guy that was in the Trump grab him in the beep video? That was that guy. That guy did it. That's why he got fired. It wasn't because wow. of the Trump thing. He got fired because uh, he did 9-11. And they and they found it out. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what you mean, but too soon. I said they found out that he did not eleven. What? I'm so confused. Yeah, that's the joke. Um, okay. Uh, what is uh, outside of your hometown, that bulging megalopolis of Tallahassee? Um, what's your favorite? place you've been or thing you've done outside of your hometown um one time I went and uh got hookers and blowout <laughs> in Tampa <laughs> no um <laughs> uh I don't know I went to a theme park one time and that's fun get friendly the park like uh you know like Spongebob or uh no winter formal adult movies duh so I was at, when I went to karaoke in Savannah, um, I put in the name Professor Rex, and the DJ, the two times I came up, both times he said, that sounds like a porn name or whatever, the first time, and then the second time he says, back to the stage, everybody's favorite porn star, Professor Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and then awesome. I sing a song talking about, you know, and I sang Childish Gambino Bonfire, which does have some porn-esque references in it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, crunchy or creamy? Um, creamy. I'm talking about ice cream. Yeah. 
I used to like crunchy better because nuts and ice cream is pretty good, but I can't eat them anymore. Uh, yeah. I I mean, crunchy's not bad, but I like creamy. Mm. Uh, Pepsi or Coke? Uh, Coke, duh. But if you, what's your favorite soda overall? Sprite. Mmm, Sprite. This episode brought to you by Sprite. Uh, let me say that again. No, no it's not. This episode brought to you by Sprite. Spray, uh, it's a soda. Wink. <laughs> um, I prefer grape soda myself. I can't drink it all day, every day, but man, grape soda tastes good. Um, how do you make a crepe a soda? Uh, so you get a food processor. Yes. And set it to... Uh, there you go. Uh, it's that, right next to uh, blend. It's between <laughs> blend and grind. You got blend and grind. I think that's standard yeah. food processor. Um, yeah, the word between blend and grind has been censored out for your pl- viewing pleasure. It's such a hideous word. Parties fit for your queen bee. That's what the sign next to us says. <laughs> yeah, we're on the interstate. Um, Jack's driving, and I am recording. Yes. Uh, have you done anything to learn how to drive yet? Um, I've seen movies where people drive. All right, that's valid. That should be sufficient. Here, take the wheel. All right. Also, we're out of gas, so we're going to need to stop and get gas. Um, I'm going to need to stop and get gas because oh, yeah. I'm the one driving. Correct. Yes. Um, what do you think your first job's going to be? Um... I don't know, but I know its name's gonna be Steve. <laughs> My first job was cleaning oysters at the Pearl Oyster Bar, which may still be around, but it's in a different location. I was the one. Get it, Steve Jobs? Yeah, no, I did get it. Thanks for spelling out your joke for the entire audience. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't get it, so that's actually pretty good. Good job. <laughs> um, your turn to ask a question. Um. Uh, who invented the alphabet? Uh, that was, uh, no, see, most people would think it's somebody like, you know, Alistair Alpha or William Bett, and it was. It was Alistair Alpha and William Bett, and, like, William Bett came up with all the vowels, and Alistair Alpha came up with all the consonants, and they put them together, and they weren't working, they are doing it separately, they didn't even know each other. And then uh, William Bett was walking around like, and no one understood him except Sylvester Stallone. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, the two came together. And then they uh, merged like uh, that jar where you have the peanut butter and the jelly in the same jar. Yeah. And then boom. That's how, uh, you know, Obama got elected. Um, We've got a personalized license plate. What would you put on it? Uh... Hell yeah. One out. Peace Frog. That one says Peace Frog on a John Lennon license plate, which is a mixed metaphor car because Peace Frog was the Doors and John Lennon was in the Beatles. But Peace Frog is a very good song. Uh, It's not about peace, but... uh, Is it about frogs? No, it's actually about... Right on the streets of Chicago. I don't know the words, but... uh, I completely agree. Um, would you rather go over the bridge or under the bridge? Um, 
well, you have to go on the bridge, so I think that question is incorrect. The correct answer is over, because underneath the bridge, there's a grumpy old troll who lives under the bridge. And he's going to make you answer really simple riddles, but they might have some Spanish in them, so half a dozen one and two dozen on the other. Tanto el espanol. Uh, un poquito? What? <laughs> I think I said very little. A little? I think that's what that is. Okay. Um. Azul. I, not only can I only speak Spanish from Dora, I can only do ac, uh, Spanish in a Dora accent. <laughs> I can. I can uh, count ten in Spanish. Uno, dos, tres. Commas, questions. Uh, what's the third one? I don't know. Alright. Uh, your turn. Uh. Yo. Does it make sense that Elon Musk invented Tesla, but Tesla invented the Tesla? I was thinking, um, that if Elon Musk invented the Tesla, that Nikolai Tesla invented Musk Cologne, right? That's how that works. Whoa. Also, Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln, and Lincoln had a secretary named Jeff. Coincidence? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Jeff was the secretary of biscuits. I love biscuits. That's also the very deep Eddie Izzard reference there that you're too young to get because I haven't made you listen to that yet, so... Um, yeah, you haven't made me because it's America. It's a free country. I don't have to listen to anything, loser. It is not a free country. You know how much Thomas Jefferson paid for the Louisiana Purchase? What? And do you know how much, how many beads and plague blankets the settlers gave to Native Americans to buy slash steal the land from them? E, all of the above. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, Dad, how crippling is student loan debt? So, it's ridiculous. Um, let's put it this way. I have a master's degree and did a couple years after that and got enough credits for a second master's degree. And while it started off a reasonable amount of money, they put so much interest on it that it's well, it's near, it's gotten near twice what I actually spent just based on the interest and the payments are like 900 bucks a month and I can't not pay those the judge like takes them out automatically all for getting a basic level of education that allowed me to get a job that now I can't pay for the thing because I actually have a family and if I didn't have a family, I could pay them off and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But with a family, it becomes really hard. And so it's a really negative thing. It's not how a modern civilized country should handle college. So the moral of this story is don't have kids. No, no. Bring it in. The moral of the story is one, vote for politicians that will change college to a free thing. It should be free for everybody. Education should be free for all people. Um, and two, fuck the banks and three work hard enough that you can get scholarships because scholarships mean you don't get you know what I mean and some scholarships are based on just 
demographic characteristics and others are based on you know things you do and others are based on grades and so I was I never I didn't concentrate on grades when I was in high school and young enough to get scholarships that way and I wasn't into any activities yet so I couldn't get them that way and then I uh, you know I'm a super, super white, white guy, so there weren't a lot of scholarships that automatically applied to me. So what I did was get, um, I got active in college in student government, at least for my first two years, and got scholarships that way and didn't have to pay that stuff back. Most of the crippling debt came from my junior, senior, and grad school years at Florida State. Florida State was super, super, super expensive. Um, and it's not even close to one of the more expensive colleges. It's just that kind of money is just ridiculous. And it's not valid. It's all just made up stuff. The costs, most of their costs are not covered by that tuition. They're covered by other things. And government should fund that. Government could and should fund that. And it would make everything better. The more educated people, the better the economy is. And Republicans are very short-sighted on that and won't invest in education the way that smart countries do. And many of Europe, many European countries and other places are moving to free college for everyone because it, it's just part. You should have college education in modern world, if at all possible, and they make it less possible than it should be. So, uh, I'd also just like to add a legalized child labor. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, where in the world would you like to visit that you haven't? Uh, well, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Uh, that's what I'm asking you. Uh, I don't know. I like to go somewhere in Europe. Where? Somewhere in Europe. What? Somewhere in Europe. Oh, be more specific. Somewhere is not an answer. Um, I don't know. Uh, the UK, I guess, because it looks like a really weird Cheeto. I'm assuming you're talking about on the map? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 just go to UK, you like look around, weird Cheeto for miles. Uh, related question. What's the most disgusting food you've had in the last 24 hours? Um, I had really gross mac and Cheetos, flaming hot, so. From where? Uh, I don't know, I think it was like, uh, Restaurant McFast food. <laughs> now I will say though that the Cheetos popcorn, which is at some movie theaters now, that was great. They just put pot Cheetos salt, Cheeto powder on the popcorn, and then mixed in actual Cheetos in the popcorn. That was great. Good idea, Cheetos. Flamin' hot Cheetos mac and cheese at Burger King. Not so much of a you know good experiment, successful experiment. So. I just saw a, uh, a giant billboard for, uh, and it said, uh, abortion breaks the guy's heart, and then it showed a really dopey-looking Jesus, just, like, some lame dude Jesus, like, with a weird-ass face and stuff, so I was like, I don't think that's the picture you should show for trying For heartbreaking, yeah. Yeah. He's just, like... He looks like you just dropped a bottle of mayonnaise. That, that's, <laughs> that's his face. He's like, come on, I want to, I want to mayo on my sandwich. Also, 
Jesus is kind of God, right? Yeah. Christ is God. And uh, Jesus is all powerful, right? God yeah. is all powerful. All right. So. But he really doesn't like it when you drop mayonnaise. But also, can't God have a stronger heart? Than whether some like person in the panhandle of Florida has an abortion or not, he's gonna be fine with the 9/11 thing and the Holocaust. But a 13-year-old girl who got knocked up by her uncle getting an abortion is gonna break his heart. Should his heart be a little stronger than what could happen in North Florida? I think it should be. If God's all powerful, then all powerful means you don't get your heart broken at all, much less by a teenager in. Waxahachie. I don't even think that's a real place, but I think it might be. Dad, you're arguing with a sign. A sign? That's genius. <laughs> First off, you started the argument with the sign. <laughs> I just backed you up on it. But, moral of the story is, don't drop the mayonnaise. Uh, I think the that, mayo. It, I think that's what that sign was going for, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. If you could visit, if you could visit any place out of this world, where would it be? Uh, one of those, uh, like duplicate Earth planets, cause like, dude, like looking at like an Earth with no people would seem like totally bizarre. I like, I really think I would like to go hang out with the Grand Master from <laughs> from Thor Ragnarok. His parties look pretty amazing. I mean, you got to get on his good side or he'll, like, kill you in a second. But Jeff Goldblum's Grandmaster is one of the most interesting and entertaining characters I've seen in a long time. And I would love to hang out at one of his parties. Well, I didn't know that what you were talking about had to do with fiction. It didn't necessarily have to do with anything. No. Whatever. Also... This weekend, we saw every cast member, every adult cast member who's still alive of Jurassic Ever. Park. Of Jurassic, every adult cast member who's still alive in Jurassic Park was either in Thor or Star Wars. Were they? Yeah, I mean, three of them were, but that's a lot. Laura Dern was the the lady in uh, the Vice Admiral in Star Wars, and then Sam Neill played Odin in the play for Loki pretending to be Odin. Yeah. And then um, Jeff Goldblum. Our holy lord, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and he was the Grand Master. So that's the three best characters not named Samuel Jackson in Jurassic Park were in those two movies. So, And Samuel L. Jackson was in one of the prequels, so it's related. Uh, It's a little related, but we didn't see him. Or his beautiful purple lightsaber. I'm going to say that I, like, Samuel L. Jackson might be the best performance in the prequels. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, that's not a high bar. That's like, you know, yeah, saying, you're like, you're the tallest halfling. It's not exactly a big prize to be the tallest halfling. But also, you're a huge nerd. Also, you are as well, because you're now, like, nine feet tall or whatever, so you're also a nerd. I, I get it. A huge nerd, and um, 17 meters in the air. Yep, that's a lot. Um, not for me, it's not. It's average. <laughs> um, 
All right. Let's each do one more silly question and one more serious question. Uh -huh. All right. Um, silly question. Um, if you could, how many would you? Yes. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Yeah, but what about if those other things are also true? I would look it up in a dictionary on Mars. Right, but as previously established in Roe versus Wade, dictionaries are illegal on Mars, so that's not going to work. God are damn you? it. So what about what about the wind chill? Did you factor in the wind chill? Um yeah, but if you pour out lukewarm water, on your windshield, then the ice will come off. Yeah, but also, you're forgetting what would happen if you actually had, like, four little Pikachus in the back seat. Then how would that affect things? <laughs> um, well, um, I don't know. Where did he hide the cucumbers? Well, see, I think this is really what Einstein was trying to figure out. <laughs> You know, I voted for him. Well, you know, before the Norman invasion, that made a lot of sense. But ever since the creation of Silly Putty, I'm not sure that Ivan Drago can really play the piano. <laughs> I disagree, because I prefer Samsung. Yeah, but ever since the you know the last time they updated Netscape, I don't think it works as well as it did during the Renaissance. Rest in peace, Neopets. <laughs> All right, that's a good stopping point. Let's that see how far we can go with just complete non sequitur after non sequitur. That was pretty good, actually. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was amazing. Very little editing needed for that one. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit to like make a reaction time seem a little faster. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, All right, now you ask a silly question. Um. We didn't have to be can can 15 minutes really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Only if you have a coupon. Damn. And that time tuner thing that Hermione had? Yes. If you have those two, then yes. Alright. Now ask a serious question. Um, like personal, like not like about, you know, ask something about me as your final one. Alright, um. What's your favorite? A sport. Uh, to play basketball, to watch probably college football. Although I'm losing interest in that just because of how bad the NCAA treats students and how much crappy stuff is going on in that realm. So I'm losing some interest in it. I don't watch a ton of sports anymore. More like special events now. I don't watch a lot of regular season stuff. So like yeah. Olympics and. Super Bowls and playoffs and that kind of stuff is all I watch now. But um, but I, if I'm going to play sports, it's probably going to be basketball. What about you? Yeah. Um, my favorite sport is uh, honestly, I think it's the same. Favorite to play is uh, basketball, but uh, favorite to watch is football. Um, last question, and this is. A for a serious answer? Yes. 
What are your top three things that you would like to be when you grow up? Um, probably a comedian. Um, I also want to be famous as one of them. <laughs> and, uh, uh, water slide tester. <laughs> All right. Also, good job with the rule of threes there for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Two serious, one joke, one. That's the rule of three. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's that. Is that that? Yep. Or is this that? <laughs> is that this? Does life have any meaning at all? Find out more in the next no. episode of, uh, Chicken Nuggets.